peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. As I always say, you can be anywhere doing anything, but you have decided to join me here at the Thinkening, where we think through some things. We go over some things. Hip hop. I grew up on this music. I'm getting right to it today. I grew up on this music. This music, in many ways, raised me hip-hop is what formed a lot of my early ideas now those who follow me you know that the lord jesus christ is my life for those who have not followed my bible podcast go check out brook nom's world on instagram look up brook nom on youtube and on podcasting platforms check out brook nom's world But you know that the Lord Jesus Christ, that is my life. God, using the scripture, has rearranged how I think. This is what happens when a person gets saved. But before that, hip-hop really formed many of my ideas. What I thought about the streets, what I thought about women, what I thought about money, what I thought about material things. This was all informed in large part by hip hop. I don't think that has changed. I think the same thing goes on now for many young men and women, and not only just in America, worldwide. I've noticed that sometimes I'll go online and I'll just, I'll look up random things, right? I'll look up hip, hip hop artists in different countries and I find a growing trend. So a lot of people would like to make the hip hop issue like uh, a racial issue, so to speak, like a black white issue. Hip hop is not necessarily a black white issue per se, but it is an issue of a, a dominant class, an elite class versus an underclass. Because when I look at hip hop artists from different countries, I remember I'm trying to remember where this artist was from. It might have been Poland. And they went, they were talking about the hip hop scene. And when they get to the hip hop scene, and these are, these are majority, majority white Europeans, right? And what you saw is you saw poverty. You saw violence. You, you saw people that were almost forgotten. Now, it could be that hip hop is just a an an avenue or an outlet right voice of the forgotten hugely possible Th- that could be why people from these demographics gravitate toward that music but i led with that because i think if you if you really do an intricate and detailed look into hip hop music how it started in the united states its its origins it wasn't <sighs> 
it was it didn't necessarily start as delivering a message. That wasn't hip hop start. It was really and truly something for kids in New York City to do. It was a difference and a change and a rebellion really from disco. It's kind of how you could see it. It started with sound system culture, right? Caribbean thing. And DJs started looping tracks, right? Playing a break of certain disco and other songs. And then that spawned into the master of ceremony, the MC, who typically when it first started was bigging up the DJ. Oh, my DJ's doing this. The DJ's doing that. Getting the crowd rocking, right? Controlling the crowd, master of ceremony. And then that lended to all of a sudden these MCs, and this didn't happen overnight, right? It was a gradual thing. It was fairly, it was gradual, but fairly quick at the same time. And then MCs started rhyming words over these breaks. The focus, you know, begin on the MC. It was all party and fun. People realize, yo, I can actually get a message across using this medium, right? I can put poetry over these beats it can rhyme, it can be catchy, and I can get a message that people recite and it will stick in their heads, right? You, you, um, I'm sure those of you who were born in the 70s and 80s, I'm a, I'm an 80s baby born in 79, but my childhood was pretty much the 80s. You, you know the, the hip-hop song, The Message. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. You know that song, you listen to the song, you hear the lyrics, it's a message, hence the title, the message. You you get an idea of what's going on in this person's neighborhood, in their life, what they're thinking, their fears. That is a very powerful medium. Any medium that allows you to pretty much inject ideas into a person's brain is very powerful. This is why books are such a powerful medium. Think about it. The most high God of heaven and earth inspired men to write down words in a book to deliver to us. This is something that God orchestrated. Words are powerful. This is why when I hear people say, I'm just a musician, I shouldn't be raising your kids. Well, that this is true. I give artists that this is true. Artists should not be raising your kids. But can we just forget that artists and their words do have an influence? You can't forget that. You, you cannot absolve yourself of that. You can say, I'm not a role model. You can say, it's not up to me to raise your kids. You can say these are just words. You can say I can't make anyone do anything. Look at a pimp to a prostitute. When you when you look at that pimp prostitute relationship, normally it's not always it's not just violence that the pimp uses to get his workers in order. It's manipulation. It's words. It's the implantation of ideas into their brain. You know, I'm taking care of you. Come on, I'm doing you right. Right. These ideas fill our head and begin to inform the way we think and how we act. All right. So with all that being said, 
with that in mind and now back to the back to hip hop music when i hear i'm not one of these people i don't accept the argument from younger people that oh you're just old and that's why you don't like uh, the modern music and that's not to say that all of the hip hop music that was around when i was young was all copacetic and was all on the up and up because it was all not there was there was definitely bad ideas pushed by a lot of the hip hop music in the 80s and 90s just like in this time the difference is back then you had somewhat of a balance back then you had a there was there was a legitimate counter to something that you would hear right you would hear nwa snoop dogg dr dre the chronic you hear snoop dogg's first album but you also had things like common who used to be common sense songs like i used to love her right and in that song classic classic hip hop song he went through all the iterations of hip hop how it started how it moved from coast to coast how it evolved what it turned into and the thing about songs like that is it was very it was it was an introspective view so to speak hip hop he personified hip hop having an introspective view of itself you you got to see and hear about all the different transitions you could hear that on the radio and right behind hearing that you'd hear something from two live crew pretty raunchy music right it was it it promoted pretty much promoted sex that's what two live crew promoted but there was a there's a balance there was something else on the radio wu-tang wu-tang definitely pushed violence in a lot of their music i'd be lying to you if i said otherwise the funny thing though is there was a duality to some of these artists they pushed violence and then you would have somebody like the jizza come along it really and this is true for a lot of people my general interest in the higher sciences I won't say was born out of his rhymes, but his rhymes definitely piqued my interest in the higher science because he was talking about things supernova. The heck is a supernova? That plus, you know, being a comic book geek, reading comic books definitely had a big influence on me being interested in the higher sciences. But again, there was there was a duality. It wasn't just one size fits all. Fast forward to today. Now, I'm not going to say it's one size fits all because there is there is good hip hop music out there. My primary listening is is normally believers who happen to make hip hop music. Not to say that there's no secular songs that are actually good music. I'd be lying to you if I said that, but most secular hip-hop music i'm gonna be honest with you i hear it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna front with you like it's never played in my car I'd be lying to you all right i'm not gonna lie to you but it's i definitely don't have a steady diet of that 
at all because this stuff really affects the way you think. And as a believer, right, I understand the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whatever you take in, whatever your whatever your mental diet is on a consistent basis is going to shape the way you think, whether you realize this or not. You can be one of those people that's, oh, no, I got I'm strong will. I got a strong mind. This stuff won't affect me. You are fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. If you think that you will hear this music on a consistent basis, hear women degraded, hear violence. I'll shoot this. I'll do that. I'll take this. Take that. That's aggressive. At some point, you're going to get super aggressive. Why do you think people listen to certain music when they're working out? Keep it real with you. When I'm working out, I need some I need something hard hitting. I, I listen a lot of times when I work out, believe it or not, I listen to a lot of dubstep instrumentals because dubstep instrumentals have that build up and then they have that hard hitting attack. And it just kind of you get amped up and you want to go harder. Listen, this is reality. We can we can act like we live in a world disconnected from what we actually know. Or we can acknowledge that the things we hear affect us. So now when you when you think about that in a in a in a broader a broader spectrum and you look at what is what is popular in hip hop music today, what do you hear on every radio station? It doesn't matter what coast you're on in the United States, it doesn't matter what country you're in, yo. True story. This is real deal facts. Several years ago, I, I took a, a European trip. I was in I was in London, went to visit a friend in Europe and we drove across Europe. Another story for another time. Anyway, I'm in London. Turn on the radio. I'll never forget. We're staying at the we're staying at the Hilton right by Shepherd's Bush train station. Those of you who are maybe live in London or know London or from London, you'll know exactly what, what I'm talking about. There's a mall right there at Shepherd's Bush train station, like right across the street. And then there's a roundabout. And at the other end of that roundabout, I don't remember what the street was exactly, but there's a Hilton, very nice Hilton. I remember turning on a radio. We're in the car, the radio is on. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. I'm hearing UK trap music. It Besides the accents, it sounds exactly like what you hear on the radio in the United States. Same destructive content, same cadence, same style, exactly. And then I, I and then I kind of after that kind of got really well before that a little bit, I was kind of interested in, in hip hop in the UK. They have a, a movement called grime. It's, it's hip hop ish, but it has another feel to it. And I, and I begin to look into UK culture, UK hoods and look at the violence across the United Kingdom. I was like, yo, I, it's real in the streets in the UK. And I'm glad I'm glad that I'm a square because when I was in the UK, straight up square vibe, doing my tourist thing, me and my friend had a good time. I'm not about the hood, the streets. I don't even give off that vibe or that energy. It's just not me. I'm from the hood, but I'm not a hood dude. Never tried to front like I was. 
But when I when I looked at that, I thought to myself, how is it how is it that this music far removed from the United States trap music, which for all intents and purposes started and was a southern thing. Right. And and the, the South, as far as hip hop, has been on a roll for years, like huge wave. And when I heard that, I thought to myself, wow. How is it that hip hop here in the United Kingdom is peddling some of the same destructive messages that are peddled with hip hop in the United States? What is the aversion to this? What is the attraction to this destruction? It's, it's, it's kind of like bottlenecking, right? Like I've, I've never understood bottlenecking. Never. There's an accident traffic is stopped up when you finally get to the point where the accident is and you're thinking it's in the middle of the road no it's just people slowing down the turn and that's why traffic is going so slow people like watching destruction there's something there's something sick about it but it's 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 the human condition the human condition of sin there's something about destruction we like and I think hip hop music is like a bottleneck, right? Uh, hip hop music is that accident on the side of the road. And we're all stopping to look at this tragedy and we're intrigued by the tragedy. We're intrigued by violence and destruction. The thing is we're, we're being caught in a trance. Nobody's waking up from that trance to say, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah, this is this is drawing us in and this is very intriguing. But should this be the only thing we're peddling? Here's where I'm at with it. You're going to have violence. You're going to have destruction. You get that. That's going to happen. You're not going to get away from that. My problem is, why is there nothing else told? Why is there no other story? I remember when Lupe Fiasco came out. I know I'm getting into kind of hip hop geekery. I remember when Lupe Fiasco came out. Here's a dude from Chicago, one of the, yo, Chicago is thorough. You go to Chicago thinking it's sweet, you'll get wrapped up real quick. And I remember hearing Lupe Fiasco, hearing this kid kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. Dope song. Talking about growing up in the hood, he's skateboarding, watching things going on around him. He's a square. He ain't a punk, but he's a square. He's not about the gang life or any of that. Yo, that you don't hear much of that today. Everybody has this idea that they have to personify some kind of gangster. And and the the, the here's the weird thing about all of that. I see many people within the hip-hop sphere many artists going back and forth beefing i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that. i'm gonna run down on your people do this xyz we all have this fictitious enemy in our head and a real enemy before us we are we are our own destruction and this is why i didn't want to make this about about race because i know a lot of times when people get into conversations like this it's about race this is not about race hip-hop and the destructive nature of some facets of hip hop 
has affected people across the globe. And it's not just one skin tone that it that it has affected. It has affected people worldwide. It is it is destruction that perpetuates destruction. We can we can say and and I've I you know I'm guilty of saying this when I was younger. Oh, we're just they're just reporting on what's going on in the streets, which may be true. I'm not saying that's not true. But at what point do you go from reporting on what you see to offering solutions? And there was a time in hip hop where you did have those group those groups of people offering solutions. There was a time where you could hear the duality in artists, right? A, a, a person like Tupac. I think Tupac was, I think Tupac was a uniquely tormented person because he had a destructive, that, that sin nature that we all have. And I think deep down inside, he knew something was wrong with it. And that's how you get songs like Dear Mama, right? He, he knew something like this, this, something about what's going on with me is destructive and you get that duality. There's almost no duality now in hip hop and there's no, there's no counter to what you hear there. It's not that the counters are not out there. You just will never hear them unless you go looking. There was a time where you could hear something crazy destructive on a ray. You could hear something like Onyx and then right behind that you hear De La Soul. And De La Soul is talking about players and big willies and what that's really doing. And is this quality and is this the life we want to tell people they should have? You don't have that. Now we can get into who we can blame for that, how to start it, clear channel. Um, we can get into uh, some different communications laws that lapsed in the early 90s that allowed I believe it's Clear Channel that allowed Clear Channel to buy up so many radio stations and they're just putting whatever out that will give them profit. We can get into that discussion. The problem is, at what point do you take personal responsibility for your play in it? At some point, we as fans of music have to have to bear the brunt of our responsibility. If they're selling me poison but they're not forcing me to buy the poison and whose fault is it? I'm the one buying it. And if I go back for more and more and more, what do I expect the, the, the market to sell me? They're going to sell me whatever makes them money. So I can't necessarily blame the market. The market is going to do what the market is going to do. But at what point do we sit back, take personal responsibility and go, man, yo, we've kind of perpetuated this. This is allowed to go on because we feed the beast. The beast that will grow is the beast that we feed. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.